What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Fixes Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. Dynamic duo podcast this week. Uh, much like a game that we've been playing that focuses on dynamic duos. So I got to tell you, Micah, um, I was a couple hours into my Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart playthrough, mm-hmm. and I was a little concerned because... I had listened to reviews and listened to people talk about this game for a couple days preceding it. And I was getting like people were talking like, I mean, this is like game of the year contender kind of stuff. Well, I'm like, wow, for a Ratchet and Clank game, that's pretty impressive. Not that Ratchet and Clank is ever bad, but, the, you know, you kind of know what you're going to get out of a Ratchet and Clank game. And in the first couple hours, this kind of felt the same as all the other Ratchet and Clank games to me. Um even with the addition of uh, a new playable character in Rivet. Um, and I don't know, a couple hours in, I was just like, it's a good game. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a great game even, but I like, I don't know if this is like, you know, generation defining games. I mean, obviously visually it looks incredible and the technology that you see um, is pretty dope, but it wasn't like temp. Like I was easily able to finish up my mass effect three playthrough without uh without stressing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you go through Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, it just gets better and better. Um, to the point now where I, 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 I've beaten the game. I platinum the game already. Um, and I now understand why people were giving it the hype that it is because it's a, it's a, it's just a fantastic game. Um, in its totality with the, with the characters and how they have really, really like, fleshed out and well-rounded main characters that aren't just kind of caricatures. Um, you know, the, the game deals with some heavy emotional subplots and stuff like that and, and makes the characters incredibly relatable. And from a gameplay perspective, uh, this suite of weapons is the best that I've experienced in the series so far, just in terms of the variety. Um, and the other thing that's really cool that I don't, really remember them doing a whole lot of in the Ratchet and Clank remake and I rift uh, crack in time was too far ago because that was the last one I played before that but they really do a great job designing a lot of the combat encounters in the game especially in the late game to encourage you to switch up the weapons that you're using because like there's there's a lot fewer like old faithfuls in this game um, as, as you move along and that was yeah. my experience. Um, the last Ratchet and Clank game I played was Ratchet and Clank Going Commando. Okay, that's how. So that's how long. So you missed all the PS3 yeah. ones. That's a shame because they were I, pretty. Yeah, good. I missed all the PS3 ones because I, you know, I figured, all right, I get it. You know, it's a Ratchet and Clank game. Uh, I know exactly just everything you said. You you know what you're getting. Yeah. Um. So it felt good to come back and play this game, which is you know in the in the at the in the end game mm-hmm. it it turns into a bit of a like a bullet hell third person action <laughs> platform <you Ken>. know? <laughs> like it's like it it's a it's a testament to this is a perfect showcase of this is the perfect like first game mm-hmm. for these new systems to see what is possible right everything runs at 60 frames is beautiful right 
There's, there's colors all over the place. The amount of stuff on screen at any given time is is amazing to me. Yeah. Like, you're picking up bolts while you're shooting their version of a Gatling gun and dodging enemies that are firing from three different directions. Not one stutter. Uh, meanwhile, you're... you're, you're teleporting to different areas in the arena uh with the little like mini rifts the mm-hmm. gold rifts to to reposition yourself and it's yeah i it, this is the perfect like game to to showcase what these new systems can do um rivet you, you play i was surprised how much you play as rivet um, yeah i was i was a little bit too like she is definitely not just a novelty character yeah the, it's like, like she, it feels like uh, i feel like it feels like, like more <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, feel, I feel like he's rivet more in this game than you do than you do ratchet especially um, if you like go into like some of the um the challenge arenas and mm-hmm. stuff like that where like no that's only rivet can do those uh which is fine jennifer hale is is amazing as always um the story is you know it's it's like a pixar movie yeah you know what I mean? Like, story's not going to blow you away, but it's not like. Have you? I was, have I you was beaten invested. the game yet? Oh, I platinum. Oh, you yeah, I got a platinum. <laughs> yeah, I got a platinum. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, did. I did. I mean, it's yep. it's very Pixar-y right down to uh, the end credits, which are probably yeah. the best end credits that I've ever seen in a video game, ever. I um, yeah, I watched them. Yeah. <laughs> not not only not only visually, but even when you get to like the scrolling credits, uh, there's an original song. Yeah, in the, in, the, in the game, which is which is which is wild. Like, so we're not we're not going to talk story spoilers here, um, because like I said, the story is is what it is. As Micah as Micah mentioned, um, but yeah, what a damn game! It's like I said, it's it's everything came together really well um also from a collection standpoint so like i hundred percented the original game before i started the the challenge mode playthrough just to clean up the last couple of trophies um not overbearing like it's it's very uh, balanced in terms of collecting all of the things that there are to collect between the gold bolts and the spy bots and the cragger bears and things like that like even, like the cragger bears were something i was concerned about um, cause you need to get all of them to get one of the trophies in the game and there's one in each level and I wasn't really focusing on finding them as I was going through the game, but getting to them, uh, after the fact wasn't really that difficult either. Like even having to just fly back to the worlds and, and pick those up wasn't yeah. too bad. Um, so yeah, so if, if you are, if you're like a completionist type, but you don't want something that's like brutally grinding, great, great game for this as well. Um, if you beat the game and unlock the challenge mode, there's continued progression because you can still level up uh, Ratchet and Rivet, and you can also level up all the weapons, uh, double their level as well, and add new abilities to them and things of that nature. Um, yeah, like I said, just a just a top to bottom fantastic game. Uh, also for me, like this is the first game that I've played. Like I know you played uh, Spider Man um, already that had this, but this is the first game that I played that has uh, ray tracing in it and that shit yeah. is incredible <laughs> like that's an it's when when you have when you've never seen it in a video game before like seeing it for the first time and done really well cuz i think i don't know if returnal has ray tracing but if it does it's not very noticeable um yeah. but it's but 
I mean, it's super noticeable in Ratchet and Clank because, you know, you have fucking Clank and and Kit who are metallic. So you have reflections off of them and all the different armor that you can use on Ratchet and Rivet can be reflected because a lot of that's metallic. And it's it's just it's a wild looking fucking technical uh, experience for sure. Yeah, like it makes you really appreciate all these photo modes now. You yeah, know what I mean? like it's it's good, man. Like you said, the um, I didn't. There was no one. There wasn't like one go to weapon, and there wasn't a bad weapon. Yeah, uh, at least for me, I I could I could you know some of the weapons are very archetypal, right? Mm-hmm. But but um, they have their own like twists. Um, this is. This is it, it. The game is interesting in that it tries to showcase what the triggers for the PlayStation Five uh, are capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of these things have alternate fire modes, uh, and instead of holding down a, a, like a like the L one button to modify your shot and then pull the trigger, uh, the modifier is you either press it halfway mm-hmm. or you press it all the way. Uh, which is very interesting. Like it took a minute to get used to, but, um, but once I got the hang of it, yeah, it was, I was, it felt natural, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And so, I just, except uh, for that damn void repulsor, man, that trophy was the last one yeah, I got. And it yeah. was the biggest pain <laughs> in the ass to get out of all of them. <laughs> I just, I just sat in that challenge. I challenge did too. Room, you know, yeah. I just I, tried I, to I stay as it. far away as I could. Man. <laughs> <laughs> just like, get out of here, man. Um, but yeah, and it's a game, it's a game that's like for all ages, right? Like you and skill levels, right? Like you, you'll have, uh, you'll have like cynical, like hardcore quote unquote gamers who, who are like, yeah, Ratchet and Clank, that's a baby game. I mean, it's a baby game. If you make it a baby game, right? If you mm-hmm. put it on, on, on baby mode where you can't die, then yeah, it's a baby <laughs> game. But if you crank up the difficulty, like you're gonna die a lot. Oh, if yeah, um, if you especially if you go on like because there's five difficulty levels in the game. Um, I played it on the medium, which I think was Rogue Agent. Um, mm-hmm. I never really, even in like the end game sections where, like you said, it's like a bullet hell shooter <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, I never felt too stressed. Like I probably could have handled the the next difficulty level up without much of an issue. Um, mm-hmm. beyond that, I'm sure it's probably. Insane. It's a little more difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's a little more difficult. And then challenge mode is, um, you know, it's it's more challenging. So, and that's the thing about Insomnia games. Like, I I I enjoy the difficulty swing that they have with their with their uh, with their games. Spider Man was like that, where mm-hmm. you know you could put it on easy, and those guys would just stand there, uh, or you could put it on ultimate, and you know those people will two shot you. So you know it's, I mean? so you know it's funny like I'm so just impressed with this game and I'm so impressed with just how the recent like Insomniac releases have been that like I'm seriously considering getting Spider-Man and playing it even though I have no like no interest in Spider-Man the character yeah. like like I like I I want to play it not because it's Spider-Man but because the game is probably just a really good and fun game to play it is. It's um I I will be impressed uh with Insomniac if you and if you take to Spider-Man because <laughs> one, it's Spider-Man, you don't really give a damn. No. And two, it's an open world game 
You're not really big on those either. Well, it depends. <laughs> it depends on the open world game. Like there, there are open world games. Like I liked Infamous a lot. Both, both or yeah. in the Infamouses or Infami, as it were. Yeah. Like, like I enjoyed those quite a bit. And there, I, I, I the, it seems that Spider Man is very similar in its structure to like Infamous would be. Yeah, yeah. It kind of, it kind of is. Uh, minus the, you know, the BS morality thing. Sure. But, but um, yeah, if you do pick it up, uh, let me know. I would love to talk about the the greatness that is Spider-Man, yeah. especially now that you can, you know, look at it and, and play it the way it should be played. And you can see reflections of, of yeah, your he, body. Yeah, on here's, cars here's, a, here's a company stuff. that we're like when we're, we're that we're like we're bringing Spider-Man to PS5. And you're gonna have to choose between 60 FPS or 30 FPS with ray tracing. And then, like later, they're just like, you know what? Why not both? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Both? They put out another update that just like, yeah, we made it work. Yeah, we made it work. Made it work. Guess what? I don't need all those people walking around. Like that's the trade-off, right? You yeah. Either, like you said, you got you got 60 frames and no ray tracing, 30 frames and ray tracing, or 60 frames ray tracing and not as populated a New York City. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not just just, with those just pretend it's during a pandemic or something. Like it's, <laughs> it's all good. No, uh, Ratchet and Clank ripped apart. Uh, I I highly highly recommend it. Um, if you uh, have seen it and it looks interesting, just get it. It's great. Um, like I said, it's short because the Ratchet games can be beaten in like you know ten to twelve hours essentially. But again, like you know, they have the whole challenge mode if you want to play through the game again. Um, and it's it's a fair platinum if you care about such things. So it's solid. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on Guilty Gear Strive, which you have also been playing? Um, yeah, I I like it. I I like it a lot. It's it's very different from like I'm not some Guilty Gear aficionado, right? Mm. But I've played a couple of Guilty Gear games, and they're you know the muscle memory comes back when you start to play it except no it doesn't because this is this doesn't play like the other ones right <laughs> like like a staple in guilty gear was the gatling combo where you could combo by uh stringing together uh lights medium light medium and heavy attacks right mm -hmm. like you can you can go from light to medium to heavy but you can't go backwards right mm -hmm. so a gatling combo would be like light light or punch punch slash heavy slash special attack right now they're more like Street Fighter target combos mm -hmm. where it's more like, you know, slash heavy slash hit confirm that into a special move, right? Or into a super move um, or, you know, jumping and then that combo, right? So it's it plays uh, different. But if you are a Street Fighter person, mm -hmm. I think you would take to it a little better. Um, Why do you think they changed the style of the gameplay so much? To 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 get more people to play it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, the Guilty Gear has a and and the Guilty Gear community was a little pissed. Because yeah, I was about to say I'd, I'd I'd be worried about alienating my existing community um, by making such a drastic change. So. Well, guess what? That existing community is not big, so <laughs> they 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 want a they want a big community. And um, and that existing community will complain, but then they'll start playing it and they'll get used to it mm -hmm. uh, because that's what you should do if you're if yeah. you're good at this stuff. Right. Well, and, and there's um, an opportunity because it's not like Street Fighter has the stranglehold that it normally does on right. its fan base because the I mean, 
Street Fighter Five has been a success overall, but obviously it had rocky beginnings and lost a lot of people straight away. So, mm-hmm. and it's um, you know, they but they take away they take away like instant kills and stuff mm-hmm. like that because like you don't generally use those things. So right. I think the stuff like that is for the better. Um, it's you know people were wondering people were concerned that it was would be too easy or whatever mm-hmm. no it's not you still have your complicated characters like zato one right like you know he's he's a puppet character and you know you still have those difficult characters to play but some of them are a little easier like giovanna is a little easier mm-hmm. right and um and the they they've done away with a lot of the like complicated pretzel inputs to try and do special moves like they want it's it's all about it's all about execution and you don't want to have to worry about execution like physically executing the move you you want to worry about timing Mm -hmm. so i i'm enjoying what they're what they're doing with it um the game looks amazing it might be the best looking it's the it's certainly the best looking anime fighting game Mm -hmm. it might be the best looking fighting game that's not meant to look realistic like another realm studios game Mm -hmm. uh it's gorgeous the characters are big and beefy and they fill up the screen and the music is amazing and and but you know you got to kind of like like that japanese rock Mm -hmm. uh uh but it's it's really it's really uh it's really good right and damage is I people were I, I I read that people have a bit of an issue with the damage scaling because like when when you get hit you get hit right like matches don't last long, um, which is to try and keep you know keep things quick, um, which is good like if you if you want to go like online right so I went online and I'll talk about the good and I'll talk about the bad <laughs> and the, the the good is that the, the, I mean this is amazing like. Going online is like sitting next to you and playing and and fighting someone. It's amazing. Like as long as like pick your region, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I haven't gone to like tried other regions, right? Like to, just to test the the online. I'm on the East Coast region. I'm playing people on the East Coast. It's amazing. There's no stutter whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There's barely even any loading. Um, it's it's amazing. The lobbies are just <laughs> dumb. They're just dumb. Like I just wanna like I just wanna play a match. I wanna hit a button. I want them to look for an opponent and then and then play somebody. In the in the lobbies, one, you create an avatar, which all right, that means you're gonna be spending time in these things. Mm-hmm. And you can walk around on um and the lobby is set up in like a tower. Right. And each tower has a floor. And then you're on the floor and you're jumping from platform to platform looking for people to fight. And like this or, is how you find a match? This is how you find a fucking match, that's yo. Silly. Just give me a menu. And like it's not just, that serious. Just give me a menu. Yes, that's it. What and what's the what's the benefit to that? Like what's the what's the I'm novelty not, supposed I, to be? I have no clue. I have no clue. It's so dumb. So it gets to is, the point where is I'm this just the like, same for like ranked play? as well this is what i'm talking about yeah this i'm yeah it's the same for ranked and it's the same for uh unranked play 
You just have to because and the way they do the ranking system, mm-hmm. you're on a certain floor. Like I'm on floor five. I'm nowhere near close to heaven, right? Because right. I'm, I'm I suck. But I'm on floor five. And but you can I'm, work your way up, essentially. You can work your way up, yeah. but and unless you keep losing, you're not gonna go down. Okay. And and while you're on floor five, you you pick a room in floor five and some you know hope that somebody is either standing there with their sword out saying that they're looking for a fight mm-hmm. or you just run up on people and you talk to them and then you say oh, okay i want to fight and it, it, it's it's such a pain yo it's such a pain and they even do it for unranked play you go into like this park or whatever and it's the same thing and, and it's just it's just dumb just I want to hit a button. I want to go. I, and while you're searching, uh-huh. you could put me in a training room, and then until you find an opponent, right. that's it. That's it. I, I I just don't understand the the arc system works like fascination with that. Maybe it's like trying to 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 reinvent the the arcade scene. I but, guess, but like, who wants that? Like, if, if, I, if, I, if I'm going online to grab a match, I just want to grab a match. Like, I'm not trying to go, you know, run up to people in virtual, you know, in, in fake life and and, right. and do that shit. I'm not trying to run up and then put, virtually put a quarter down on the. And it's like, oh, I guess, I guess this way you can find like the same people or like certain people that you want to fight. But that's what private lobbies are for. That's like, what private lobbies. Yeah, are for. like it's exactly. not. Oh, it's just that's so dumb. That that it's just that the, just seems un, it's it seems like something's going to get patched out in like two months because people are going to complain about it and it's so know. stupid it's it's so dumb uh, and it it I mean it's a little thing but it's a big thing no Especially that's if you a huge play thing online that's if a you huge play online thing. a lot mm-hmm. like like once you get a room you can or once you fight somebody like mm-hmm. all right it's great right and you could rematch that person immediately and 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 it's going but if that person backs out. Well, you want to fight somebody different? I mean, good luck. <laughs> it's, it's just so it's, the, it's so stupid. <laughs> and it mars what is uh, you know, otherwise an exceptional fighting game. I, I absolutely That that's uh, a shame. Really um, this game, you do have me asking myself if I want to play a new fighting game on my PlayStation or if I want to just jump back in the Street Fighter. At some point, um, so. I mean, if you jump back into Street Fighter, uh, depending on how long you've uh, you've been, it 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 might feel like a totally. It, it's game. probably will feel like a totally new game. I don't think I picked it up in like two years at this point, so it's been Do a little you, bit. Um, uh, have you have you played since they've added a second uh, V trigger? Uh, yes, I have played okay. since then. So okay, yeah, not um, much though, not much. Yeah, it's 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 different. I fired it up the other day. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of we're, we're in a, like I said we're in a spoiled summer so far this year, especially in terms of indies. Uh, a lot of stuff coming out. Uh, Among Us got its Xbox uh, upgrade last week. Uh, Strange Brigade also came to Nintendo Switch. Uh, these are all the, everything that came out last week. I'll let you know when we get to this week. Um, Infinite Trap Rehamstered comes to came to Xbox. Uh, Police Simulator Patrol Officers came to PC. Uh, Red Solstice Two Survivors came to PC. Rogue Book came to PC. It's coming to PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch this week. This is a game that I'm actually quite interested in. It's a new deck-building roguelike game that's partially designed by Richard Garfield of Magic the Gathering fame. Um, so that could be very neat. 
Uh, coming out this week, Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Ender Lily's Quietus of the Nights comes to Switch. Labyrinth City, Pierre the Maze Detective comes to PC. Lego Builder's Journey comes to PC and Switch. Uh, Phantom Abyss comes out in early access on Steam, one of the games that I am looking forward to from E3. Uh, Super Magbot comes to PC and Switch. Fallen Knight comes to PC. Out of Line comes to PC. Legend of Mana comes to PC, PlayStation, and Switch. DreamWorks Spirit Lucky's Big Adventure comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, let's see here. Mario Golf Super Rush comes to Switch. I'll be picking that up this weekend, most likely. Uh, Scarlet Nexus comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox. Uh, I did not expect this game to come out so soon. Or I should say I did not realize it was right around the corner with all the advertising that's been going on with it. Uh, Super Squad comes to PC. And then finally, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 is coming to Nintendo Switch. That is uh, a lot of games. It is. That is a lot of games. Um, I didn't realize Mario Golf was coming out so soon. I have been so I've I've been wary about Mario Golf because Mario Tennis was a letdown ultimately, um, and I was fearing more of the same for Mario Golf. Uh, it looks like they figured it out as far as having enough modes uh, and enough variety in the gameplay. Uh, the The Golf Rush mode actually looks kind of fun. Um, might get annoying, but it looks kind of fun. And then the 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 adventure mode, which ap- apparently they basically just ripped off Golf Story. Nintendo did so like it's basically a golfing <laughs> RPG with your me character um, looks actually solid. There's like boss battles and, and situational challenges and shit like that. So looks like it might be pretty good. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'm sure Brad will be discussing Mario golf super rush on our discord, which you can go to at densepixels.com slash fans. Uh, you type that into your little uh, Chrome Google Play, play Firefox uh, Edge browser, and it'll open up, and you'll be like, "Hey, welcome!" and and it'll say, you know, something weird when you come in, like, "Hey, so and so, hope you brought pizza or whatever," because because <laughs> they're silly like that. Uh, while you're on your your Edge browser, you can type in YouTube.com/slash/densepixels and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Yeah, my job is like. They're 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 like all of their all of their websites uh, like perform. They need like Silverlight, so we have to use uh, Microsoft browsers. And now all of them are like Edge. Use Edge. Edge. Yeah, don't use Explorer. Edge. There, there's one thing that I use at work, and I don't have to use it often. That requires Edge, and it drives me nuts whenever I have to use it. Everything else I can do in Chrome, <laughs> but but there's one thing that I that requires Edge, and it makes me well, beat my. I'm working. My I'm working from home. And the only way I can work from home is to uh, port in. Mm-hmm. And the only way that I can do that is through Internet Explorer. <laughs> so I have to keep using fucking Internet Explorer. Anyway, um, you can subscribe to all the TMP Studios podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, including the Nerdpocalypse new episode this week, Black on Black Cinema. Uh, last week, we reviewed the 40-year-old version. Coming Distractions. Boy, we have uh, we have a, a review of the movie Infinite, mm-hmm. uh, which is horrible, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna have a a movie review for uh, Fast Nine that I'm recording after this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, and the <laughs> weekend preview episode 
I'm being looked forward political podcast. Are you are you a big like Fast and Furious guy? Like, do you like love those movies, or do you? Like, I I enjoy those. Or movies. do you like They're, the spectacle and the movies are garbage, and you acknowledge the movies are garbage? They, I 100% acknowledge that the movies are garbage. They're, they're silly, right? Like they're, they're, they're ludicrous. Mm -hmm. Uh, no pun intended, but, but they know that. Okay. The makers know that, right? Someone in that movie invoked, uh, uh, the laws of physics and how they have to abide by them if they want to finish this mission. What? (laughs) It's the fast and the furious. No, get out of here. Get out of here. Um, Look, that's a lot of podcasting, uh, but if it's still not enough, you can go to densepixels.com slash premium and for $5 a month, $50 a year, you get access to the premium slave podcast, including the airing of grievances, no time to bleed, uh, the men with the golden tongues, which uh, we we recorded a new episode. Yeah, it's going to come out later this week. I've got to edit it still, but uh, it's pretty solid. <laughs> See what you did there. Upstage conversation, and the (laughs) I really like that. And the the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast Uh, that'll be coming out on Thursday, I believe. I'm recording it with Jay tomorrow, so we'll uh, we'll have all the politics talk for you. We took last week off just because schedules didn't line up, and I think we all just needed a fucking break. So. Um, but yeah, so that that is all the great stuff on the TMP Studios network. Uh, let's get right into the news. Pokemon Unite is coming this summer. You may be asking me, Brad, what is Pokemon Unite? Glad you asked. It is a multiplayer online battle arena game, a.k.a. a MOBA. And it's going to be coming out on the Nintendo Switch this summer starting in July and on mobile platforms starting in September. Uh, it's going to be a free-to-play game. Uh, they're gonna they're planning for cross-platform play between Switch and and mobile devices, and you'll be able to sync your progress across both platforms. Micah, I wish Carrie was here because she'd have a lot more to say probably. But are you excited? Are you, are you going to try Pokemon Unite? Have you played a MOBA before? Is is I've not question. played a MOBA before. I uh, I downloaded uh, League of Legends a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I turned it on, I booted it up, and I just couldn't get past the tutorial. So <laughs> I was like, I am too dumb for this. Uh, I want to point and shoot stuff. Um, no, I've, I've even tried to, like, watch MOBAs. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I just don't know what's going on. And, um, I, you know, I, ESPN used to, used to air them at, like, 2 o'clock. Yeah, the they used to do Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, and I just, uh, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get into it. I, I mean, it's free, right? So it's free. Mm-hmm. I've never played League of Legends. Uh, we did play when we when we visited Sparky Pants Studios a couple of years ago and did the feature on um, fuck. What was the name of that game? I think it was like Downfall or something like that. Um, that was a MOBA. So that's literally the only MOBA that I've ever played, and I had fun playing that for two matches. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, it's free. I'll try it, right? Like, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what gets monetized in the game. Uh, I would imagine new characters. Like, there'll probably be a small selection of characters that you can play for free. Um, Pikachu will be one of them, (laughs) undoubtedly. Uh, And you can probably pay to unlock the the other characters as you go. Uh, This is an interesting uh, mishmash of genres. Uh, But it makes a lot of sense. I mean, Pokemon is a game that has a lot of unique critters uh with unique abilities and that translates perfectly into a moba so uh very cool 
Um, we'll see what it, we'll see what it looks like this this uh, summer when it drops yeah. on the Nintendo Switch. There you go. Uh, I normally don't put release date announcements, but I'm I'm including it because of the uh, the addendum onto it. Uh, Psychonauts 2 is coming out in August. I think we mentioned that while we were watching the Xbox uh, presentation. Um, but according to Double Fine Studios, it is coming out and it was developed with zero crunch, according to Kevin Johnson uh, from Double Fine. He said so on Twitter. Uh, again, I think it's la- it's laudable and we need to con- we need to call these out as we see them. Uh, Carrie had mentioned a couple weeks ago that Ratchet and Clank also game developed with zero crunch, uh, and it's an amazing game. So just prove positive that you don't need to work your people 60, 70 hours a week, um, to get them to meet a deadline for a game that, you know, that is good. Just take your time, release it when it's ready. I mean, Psychonauts 2 took a long ass time to come out, but the fact that those developers got to work 40 hour work weeks the entire time. Uh, is a huge positive, and I think more. Pe- I think people should recognize that and and reward them accordingly uh, by possibly playing it if they didn't plan on it before. If they were, if you're kind of interested, like don't play it if you don't care about psychonauts at all. Right, so. but uh, like one is a shame that you have to like praise this. Like, well, until hey. until it's the norm, right? Until it's the norm, uh, right? Should, we should, I get it. We should, I I I 100 get it, and we should. Um, but uh hey it can be done yeah it can be done all you need to do is know how to manage your time uh and that comes from the people at the top so well and and even above that like your like publishers need to also be more willing to allow games to just take the time they need to be made correctly so yeah yeah that's why you don't see a bunch of uh video games based off of movies anymore <laughs> that's right because because <laughs> yeah those were those literally were time crunches uh some of the worst offenders of crunch if you read through the jason schreier book honestly um, yeah man <laughs> uh overwatch is getting cross play uh it is in beta as of right now so whether you play on switch playstation windows or xbox uh you can play against other people it will be opt out so if you don't if you're on console and you don't want to play against pc players uh you certainly can uh the only catch is you do have to have a battle.net account linked to the account of the system that you're playing on but i think you have to have a battle.net account to play overwatch anyway so yeah that shouldn't be a, a big thing for for anybody else um and it also will take your friends list from different territories, except for China, uh, and merge them into one unified list so you don't have to switch regions anymore, uh, which you used to have to do on Battle.net as well. So that's pretty cool. Um, I downloaded Overwatch again. Uh, we'll see if I actually play it or not. But I was kind of I, I had the bug, the itch again after watching like the Overwatch 2 stuff a couple weeks ago. So we'll see if that happens. All right. I um. I tried playing uh, Overwatch. I really did. I, I gave it. Uh, I gave it the old college try. Yeah. I just. Um, I, I didn't like. You know. I wanted to be this character, and nope, you can't. I was like, well, fuck you, then. I don't want to play. It's you. like I said. It it does seem like a game that benefits so much from playing with people that you know. Um, yeah. Which is probably why I haven't stuck with it, and probably why I honestly won't stick with it again. Uh, this time, <laughs> it's not. It's just not. A, it's just not a great solo experience, honestly. So. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Uh, Pokemon uh, Go developer Niantic is is reportedly uh, working on a Transformers game, which is going to be another mobile augmented reality game, much like Pokemon Go. It's called Transformers Heavy Metal. Uh, There's some screenshots that they shared 
So I don't know why I said reportedly. It's confirmed that they're working on it. So <laughs> so basically, you'll be able to uh, search for and battle against other robots in disguise in the real world around you. Um, so. <laughs> Which is kind of like it worked for Pokemon because right. like – these That's little, what Pokemon was. It was literally going around right, and finding right. Pokemon and catching them and battling them. So right, like, is are you gonna are you gonna like like come across a Camaro in in the real world and then just like like is 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 it just gonna be people pointing phones at cars? Well, for, so from the screenshot on the app, it looks like that the transform like the robots are literally just like standing around randomly <laughs> in places. So like thematically, it's not really making a big effort to. You know, to, <laughs> yeah, to bring in the Transformers theme too much. <laughs> that would be cool is if there's like cars and you had to like just walk up the random cars to see if it would transform or not. So yeah, man. But then like somebody will get pissed, right? Like, get away from my <laughs> fucking car, man. Honestly, I think they just need to add another uh, license to their property because I mean they're doing the Harry Potter AR game, which my wife plays sometimes. Um, they're still doing Ingress. Uh, they're working on a Catan game, according to this article as well. They're working on a Pikmin project for Nintendo. So big, uh, big stuff going on over at Niantic right now. Yeah. But hey, Transformers fans, get excited! Uh, yeah. rough, rough week for EA. Uh, there was a hack a couple of weeks ago where security was breached through EA's Slack channel that they have, uh, and apparently the FIFA and Frostbite source code uh, has been stolen. From EA, uh, about 780 total gigabytes of data were stolen, including uh, proprietary EA frameworks and software development kits. Um, and the hackers provided Vice with the documents to prove that they that they had them. <laughs> so that's not good. Uh, according no to one. EA, no player data was accessed, so that's a plus. Um, and they said they've bolstered their security improvements since the incident, and they don't think it'll have an impact on their existing business, and they are currently working with law enforcement to track these guys down. Um, so what is this like? Is this like extortion? Or I don't know. It, uh, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, like the hackers haven't really demanded anything, and EA is just kind of like, well, it's out there, so it is what it is. So I don't, I like, like, like they just got in there. So basically, um, there's like a stolen cookies website that you can get like login details for stuff that you want to get into, like corporate channels of this nature and things that na- and s- stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, they co- the hackers contacted someone in, at EA's IT for a authentication code saying that they had lost their phone and. EA gave it to them. So that's someone <laughs> someone fucked up. Apparently hackers are looking to sell they're looking to sell the data to a third party. So I guess if there's a uh shitty game developer out there that wants to buy the source code for Frostbite because they want to develop their own engine, that doesn't seem like a good idea. I feel like that'll get yeah, found really out eventually. Done. But uh <laughs> but do, do yeah, you this is Yeah, this is uh this is uh you know this is uh, our new game, UEFA 21. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, kind of a lot like FIFA. No, no, no. No, not at all. So they have been – so we've been talking with about EA, especially in terms of loot boxes and other uh, – like the scrutiny that they're coming under from countries, governments, especially in Europe. So due to this, 
under all this pressure, EA has decided now that they're going to, in FIFA at least, they have given you the ability to see what's going to be in a pack before you buy it. So they now have a preview option on their ultimate team packs in the pack stores in FIFA 21. And if you do the preview, you will literally see which cards you are going to get if you purchase the pack. Um, Right down, like like the exact cards. <laughs> so apparently uh, card packs that are one through uh, play rewards. So basically card packs like that you do for like the squad challenges and things of that nature uh, will not be previewable. But if you're going to if you're spending real money or FIFA coins uh, on packs in the store, you'll get to see what you're buying up front. So that's interesting. My so, question. Uh, say again. Good. So they if they're doing this, none of them are going to be good, right? Like, well, so, so that so that's my question. So so let's say you preview this and it's junk. And then you back out of it and you preview it again. Like, is it the same pack or is it going to randomize it? I, it? It can't, right? Because otherwise people would just sit there and back yeah. out and go back in until they got a, a pack that was that was worth buying. Right. I would imagine the packs would would rotate on an on a, some sort of timed interval. Oh, you know, actually, I read further down while, while we were talking. Yes. Yeah, so apparently the packs refresh every 24 hours. Essentially. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I have to imagine that they're all junk, though. Like you're not gonna, they're not gonna be. Well, you're gonna. So you're gonna get the. You're gonna get the same odds that you got before. It's just that you'll know you're getting junk before you buy it, and if it's gonna be junk, you're probably not gonna buy it unless you are just pack farming to just see to just find good shit. You know what I mean? Like like if you have a shitload of FIFA points and you're just gonna and you're basically just going through the packs till you find what you need, um, then I guess that's what's gonna happen there. So, yeah. So that's um, like this is a, this is this is what uh, this is what mobile games uh, do, like the Marvel Strike Force mm-hmm. and um, and uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes stuff like that. They have a store where you can spend the in-game currency, which costs real money, mm-hmm. and uh, they or you know. Or any other in-game currency. They have in-game currency that costs real money, and then a bunch of other in-game currency. And they have different stores that uses that use different versions of that currency. And three times a day, they rotate out. Mm-hmm. And if you buy it, you, like you know what you get. If you buy it, you buy it, and then it'll refresh. Or you could pay to have it refreshed. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if that gets implemented also. Like, and, oh, and you the- know what you're buying. But if you don't insane. like it yeah. and you don't want to wait 24 hours, give us some of your, you know, FIFA bucks or whatever they're called. Yes. I, like I said, I, I don't I honestly don't know how this is going to improve things. I don't know that it's going to because the only the only people that it's going to help are like the more casual folks who make every purchase count kind of and so like you're not going to buy a junk pack just to find what might be in the next pack because essentially it's the same thing right like buying a shitty pack just to find out what might be in the next pack that's coming down the road is is the same bit of gambling uh but again good that it's more transparent than it was before um but i don't think it solves the core issue but i also don't know if you can solve the core issue because the the way you solve that is by letting players buy the play the cards they want directly 
which opens right. up a whole a whole different problem. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, there are already uh, people who apparently have all the money in the world, right? To just keep buying packs, if you're going to let them buy. If you if if everybody can have it, then it's not worth anything. Correct. Correct. Um, so, so Marvel Avengers, man, Marvel <laughs> Avengers. Really, all you could say is just Marvel Avengers, and that's and that's good enough. So, <laughs> they put out a patch that brought in the Cosmic Cube event and a new boss, but it came with a uh, kind of unfortunate bug as well. So. Basically, what the bug does is while you are playing this the content in Marvel Avengers, it shows your gamer tag, the date and time, and your IP address on a string of floating text that bounces around <laughs> while you're playing the game. <laughs> so if you're a streamer and you want to dox yourself... Play Marvel <laughs> Avengers before they fix this patch. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I can't I can't I can't. This thing was just doomed, man. It was doomed. Like I I know people are like working hard on this thing, but uh, like, by the way, appara- apparently there's a hot fix coming tomorrow for it. Yeah, so so yeah, they say. Yeah. I mean, it better. I mean, Jesus. Um, I I can't see why people would still be playing this at this point. Um, I don't, how does, how does that bug make it through? Through QA? (laughs) Like that, that, that's a serious fucking problem. (laughs) Good Lord. (laughs) That, that, that like I said, of, of all the, of all the bugs we've ever seen, that's, that's up there, man. That's up there with one of the, one of the worst. How did, how did it like, how did they not pull the game down after when that, as soon as that was discovered? Well, you know, it's all the work of the scientist supreme, Brad. You see, she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't want you to stop her from getting the cosmic cube. So she's trying to fool you into doxing yourself. I guess. Wow. Ridiculous. That's really fucking bad, man. Uh December sixteenth, if you have a if you still play GTA online on PlayStation three and three sixty, uh is gonna be the last day that you can do it because Rockstar is taking the game down off of the older generation consoles of course coming i think in november is when we're going to see gta online on playstation 5 and xbox series x uh but to make move from the new you got to get rid of the old i guess i can't imagine that a ton of people are still playing gta online on old generation consoles so i mean i would i would uh i would hope not but maybe they sunk so much money into into GTA Online that they can't. Yeah, but it, but you can migrate <laughs> to the newer console. Like if you, yeah, but you gotta have money to real money to buy the new console. <laughs> and if you're just dumping all your money into Shark Points or whatever they're called, I don't know. Um, yeah, look, I, I I understand. You know, people like to keep the old systems and stuff around, but like I never understood it. Like. I, I I don't know. I, I'm more of a. I've always been a, um, you know, technology. Let, let's let's get the new shit. <laughs> you know, like yeah. if I if I can, I want the new stuff. So, 
I, I get it. And, uh, you know, uh, it comes from a place of privilege, I guess. Well, but, but I, I mean, at the same time, they Rockstar has their has their player stats and they wouldn't be doing this if the yeah, amount of people on the money. servers weren't, you know, was ne- wasn't negligible. So, yeah. Uh, finally, uh, PlayStation finally getting a feature that Xbox has had for years at this point where you can now, uh, if you'd like, register and sign up to receive uh, beta firmware updates on your PS5. Um, it's available to players in the U.S., Canada, Japan, the U.K., Germany, and France. And that way, when new firmware features are ready to be tested, uh, you can get those updates onto your PS5 system. Of course, you can opt out at any time as well, though just keep in mind if you download beta firmware and then you opt out and you don't want it, you're going to have to factory reset your console to roll it back to the older firmware in most cases. Um, I'm not really a big beta console firmware guy. Like I don't like though the likelihood of beta firmware coming out and breaking your console is low. Um, that's just not a risk I'm willing to take just to get some new feature yeah. two months before everybody else does. Yeah. Yeah. It's not uh it's not a life-saving vaccine. You know, like, I don't want to be, I don't need to be the first one out the gate to, 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 to brick my system. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I will wait. I will wait because the firmware updates, they're not like, you know, they're usually like some quality of life stuff. I get it, but like, mm-hmm. it's not, uh, is it gonna, is it gonna transform my PlayStation into something like, uh, no, if you, well, I don't know though, if they, if they come out with the beta, the beta update that lets you long press, uh, your PS button to bring up like a quick menu, like on PS4, I still can't get used to the fucking press it once, go to the bottom, scroll all the way to the right. Like that's <laughs> speaking of making it out of QA, how, how did that not get UX tested <laughs> out, out of existence? Like you had a perfect fucking thing. I I understand PlayStation likes to revamp their their user interface with every new console and I and I appreciate that. But at the same time, like if you got something that works really well, just don't why why break it? Why why yeah, you gotta do that? So it, it, it ain't broke, guys. Right. <laughs> no one's broke hitting a button and then hitting another button five times and then hitting another button and then going down and then hitting another button. That's broken. So that's the news. That is the news. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I implore you. We're trying to send a guy to space. We're trying to send a guy to space, and we're trying to make him stay up there. And the only way <laughs> that you can send Jeff Bezos to space and keep him up there is by going to densepixels.com slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases. <laughs> when you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases, one you help us out, right? We get a finder's fee. Two, you get what you want at no additional cost. And three, you get to keep the real-life Lex Luthor in space forever. Do you know what I just bought on densepixels.com slash Amazon today that I'll be talking about on the show next week, I'm sure, or the week after? What's that? The Backbone One controller Ah, for your phone. For your phone? For your phone. I'm surprised. You don't seem like a uh, a phone uh, a a phone gamer, but so maybe that's because you don't have a backbone. That could be because I don't have a backbone. And but here's the thing, Micah. You know what else I could do on my phone in a couple of weeks? 
soon. XCloud through browser. Ah, yes. I, like so. So I'm basically before I buy an Xbox, I'm going to see if it's tangible to play all of my Xbox stuff on my iPhone. I am with a backbone. <laughs> I am I yeah I'm very curious. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know. Like I said, I'll, I'm going to probably fire up the ascent as soon as it comes out because I can still get those three months of Game Pass for for a dollar or whatever it is right now that they got going on. So I pre-installed it. I'm ready. Very good. They're going to let me know. Very just good. like I let you know that densepixels.com/slash/amazon is where you need to go to keep an evil man in space. So. I had never heard of Scott Cawthon, um, but apparently he's a pretty big deal because he created Five Nights at Freddy's, which is a mega franchise um, in a lot of multimedia stuff. Uh, Scott Cawthon, Scott Cawthon, however the fuck you pronounce Cawthon. his last name, uh, is incredibly is is a very is a devout Christian, apparently. And being the fact that he is a devout Christian, he lives in America, uh, the odds are pretty good. And in this case, bang on the money uh, that he is a Republican. And as a very rich white Republican, uh, he has thrown a shitload of money at not only politicians who are uh, staunchly Republican, uh, but also a lot of anti like LGBTQIA causes, uh, which the Republican Party backs as well. So this was leaked on Reddit, um, and he commented on it because, like, basically, what was leaked is his political donations um, record, which is public knowledge, by the way. Uh, if you yeah. if you politically donate, it's it's logged in the public record. People can access it if they know where to look. Um. And so you see guys like Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, um, you know, pick 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 your Republican famous politician du jour, and chances are Scott Cawthon has 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 donated like the maximum amount to them that's allowable, which is like twenty eight hundred dollars, I do believe, under federal law. Um, he commented because he he says that there's enough folks in the uh, there's so many people in the LGBT community. Uh, in his fan base that he felt that he had to comment on it, especially considering that he's donating to causes that directly impact them negatively. Um, and so basically he's, tr- he tried to defend why he supported Republicans and look, man, I, I get it. You're, you're Christian, you're pro-life fine. Well, well, sorry, you're pro-birth. Um, <laughs> you know, that kind of shit, whatever you you can. And you're rich. Like you can support who you want to support. You can donate to who you want to donate with donate to. That's completely fine. Um, but there's consequences that come with that, especially if you're a public figure and you get found out about it. Like <laughs> it, it is what right. it is. Right. Like, I, I hope he's not going on saying, you know, uh, my, you know, I'm being oppressed or whatever. Like, right. you can do what you want, right? But every action has some sort of consequence. Uh, for well, first of all, let me start by saying, Brad, get these politics out of video games. <laughs> um, and uh, and and second, um, look, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I I understand 
you know, if you, I, I donate money to things that I believe in also. Mm-hmm. Um, but if people don't like you for it, like you're just going to have to accept that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't agree with people harassing the dude. Um, you don't have to harass him. You can harass, you can, you can talk shit about his product. Sure. You can do that shit all day. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Well, and, like, and, and, st- and stop, stop me if you've heard this before, Micah. So here, here's a quote from him defending himself. Um, I've never cared about anyone's race, religion, gender, or orientation. Of course. Of course I of just course. treat people as people, everyone the same. And because of that, I've ended up with a very diverse group of people that I've worked with over the years. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. I've got I mean, a gay I'm- friend, he's saying. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah several, right several. right how so many how many people I can't be anti-gay because i uh because look at all the friends i have right how many of those people have you uh let inside your house right like, get out of here and, and again you uh, can't you can't truly call these people your friends if you're donating to keep people in office or get people elected to office that are going to tangibly work to negatively impact their lives right like like know, the, you can't have both you can't have it both ways it's uh if i get canceled then i get canceled i don't do this for the money anymore all right you're not a martyr you've got more money than than you fucking know what to do with i'm sure at this point Uh, yeah because he's donating it to evil people (laughs) look you don't i i i get it i i i really do yeah but i don't feel sympathy for anything that he's going through um aimed at him directly like some of us uh or some of the people who lean extremely left, um, you know, they I'm I'm sure they wanna like like harass this guy's family and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I I I I don't believe in that. I and I, I I think I can say with on good authority that Brad does not believe in that shit. But um like this dude I don't I I don't feel sorry for. I I, I don't. Um it just it's the same old story, man. Like right. Well and, and and in reaction to all this, he's basically taking his ball and going home, which fine. Like he, so, right, he, so, yeah. he so he's he's retiring, quote unquote, uh <laughs> from developing video games. Uh he's he's gonna hand the five nights um franchise off to I don't know who. Um but yeah, so basically he's done. Which right. which is great. So <laughs> I love I love this so much, by the way. So in, in his like farewell post, basically, he's like he's like, if you took the time to look, you'll see that the candidates I support include men, women, white people, black people, Republicans, Democrats. The only Democrat he supported, by the way, was Tulsi Gabbard, who. Oh, what a, all right, yo. <laughs> oh, you're going to love this. <laughs> Micah, he did support a candidate that checked off a uh, black black and woman simultaneously. You're never going to guess who it is. Uh, a, a candidate? A candidate who did not win their election. Who? Uh, Kim Klasik. Yo, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like he, he, he's, he specifically named her. He specifically named her as someone he supported. And it, it literally let, that's like the, I can't be, I can't hate black people because I support this black candidate. <laughs> Never, never mind the fact that she was basically like fucking Candace Owens in, you know, in heels. But oh, shit. 
Oh my god, yeah. that's funny. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, so so he he name checked both her and Tulsi Gabbard in trying to say that he he supported a diverse group of candidates, which is fucking laughable if you know anything about politics. Uh, all right, yo. And, <laughs> okay. And and and, ba- and basically he was saying he supported them because even if they weren't great on LGBTQ rights, then the other stuff that that, that he, like if he had supported a candidate who was they would have done more harm to those communities with other policies that they just shut up, man. Just shut <laughs> all the right. fuck just, up. Just, just cut it with the double speak, man. Like it just, all right, man, I'm Republican. I'm a Christian. I'm pro-life. I believe in God. I also believe in equality and in science and common sense. I don't think you do. Yeah. Um, look, I'm, uh, I'm three of those things, right? I'm a Christian. Um, uh, I believe in God and uh, pro-life, uh, you know, I, I'm pro-choice, right? Like, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage anyone to have an abortion, but I also know that it's not on my fucking business. So you do what you got to do. Um, But I just don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand the, the, the thought process that certain people have. On on especially on the extremes, mm-hmm. because well, nothing is nothing outside of math and technology is either one thing or the other. Well, like there's, and, and everything again, is shades of gray. This, this is less about his beliefs. Like I I think like if he believes those things, then I think his beliefs are fucking dumb. Um, yeah. But he can believe what he wants, and he can spend his money how he wants. But again, you're not. There, there comes a cost with that, and if that means that you know people are going to stay away from your from your game series now, as a result, or they're going to force you to retire. And I'm still using air quotes when I say that because again, he literally just took his ball and went home. Then that's something you have to deal with, and you have to go in clear eyed to that kind of a situation. And look, he probably doesn't give a shit at all. He's made his money. Like it's it's not like putting out another Five Nights at Freddy's game was going to change his life dramatically. Like he's already richer than you and I will ever be probably. Um just by creating that series in the first place. But sucks for Five Nights, you know? I mean I I feel like that you're going to see that series take a huge hit now. Um a lot of folks I know are that play the game previously are not going to buy any future iterations. Um, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of like streamers and stuff like that who probably will not be streaming the game, which is where it got a lot of its, uh, its cachet and popularity from as well. So, I mean, they were like, there's talks of it being a movie, dude. Sure. Like, like that was not, a, not was liberal a... Hollywood, Micah. Not a, not <laughs> no, but, that, but that's the thing though, is that, is that it is perfectly acceptable to not want like like people are like oh you got to separate the art from the artist and that's a personal decision like I, like I don't think there's a a blanket correct answer to that in one in one direction or the other there's there because there's some things where I can separate the art from the artist um in some aspects and there's some places where I really can't um right. if a game creator of a game that I a franchise that I love uh, was discovered to be in the same reign of, of who, you know, people he's donating to and things of that nature, it would make it a lot more difficult for me to want to financially support them. Right. So, it, I mean, and, and at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. Like you are literally paying money to buy that game. And some of that money is going to him. It's the same reason that I don't eat at Chick-fil-A because even though, you know, I, I think they make a good fucking chicken sandwich. Like I don't want money that I spend to go towards the things that they put their money towards. 
Right. Like that that's a completely rational response. It's what the free market exists for, by the way. <laughs> Fucking uh free market capitalists out there. It's kind of kind of a feature of it, not not a bug. So yeah, fuck this dude. Um like I said, he I'm sure he's you know, he might be a nice guy, but he doesn't spend his money and doesn't contribute to nice causes. So fuck him and the horse he rode in on and good riddance. Plus, you know, I, I was never a big Five Nights at Freddy's. Well, it's it's not like, it's not, not a game that it's not for me. Whatever, it's not for me. So, um, uh, this is going to be the easiest boycott I've ever had. Leave <laughs> <laughs> uh, gay people alone, yo. Seriously, just leave people alone. How about that? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like if it doesn't happen in your four walls, just chill it out because <laughs> none of your fucking business. Um, our long. Six-month national nightmare, Micah, worldwide nightmare, has come to an end. No, not COVID. Cyberpunk 2077 is back on the PlayStation Store (laughs) as of yesterday. Wow. However, Sony is still telling people, do not buy this for the base PS4. <laughs> it it literally it, like there's literally a disclaimer when you go to buy it that says for the best performance or for the best experience on PlayStation play on PS4 Pro or PS5. <laughs> so there there's nothing to indicate what brought this about. Um there was no explanation given by Sony, there was no explanation given to CDPR as to, as to what finally broke the broke the levy uh to get this to happen. Uh, CDPR is still just putting out like hot fixes and shit like that. Um, so yeah, but it's back now, Micah. You can now purchase Cyberpunk on the PlayStation Store. I uh, I think the catalyst was uh, someone at uh, CDPR uh, listened to the Dense Pixels podcast <laughs> uh, when they said, "Hey, if you want your your game to be on the PlayStation Store, you got to go talk to them." And then they were like, "Oh yeah, duh." And then they and then they spoke to him and they were like, "Hey, can we please look? We're trying, we're trying <laughs> game. Can you please put it back on your store?" And so it was just like, "Wow, you guys sound really pathetic." Sad. Fine. But and, and again, to know this, we're is... going to discourage people to play it on PS4. You get they got to play it on PS5. To know this is still not the actual next generation copy. Of course, that's not coming until next year, right. probably. Maybe who knows. Uh, the top comment on this th- on this on the story in Eurogamer that I that I have it linked from uh, for best experience, don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. Oh man! Uh, apparently, someone is playing it on PC and found it a fantastic game. Cool. Yeah, on P- well, PC is the best platform to play. Right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean ap- ap- apparently the net like the current gen versions, and I say current because it is the current generation that we're in. The current gen versions are are largely fine. Apparently, it's also pretty good on PS4 Pro and Xbox One uh, X as well. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the, I don't think it's well. Maybe I have a base what, one. What? Yeah, one One X is apparently good. Um, apparently, the worst version is the. X, the original Xbox One version, like that's even worse than the yeah. PlayStation version. I I tried it, I tried it, and it was horrible. <laughs> it, it was it was pretty damn bad. Um, my experience on um, on um, the uh, new Xbox, uh, it was fine. 
it was fun. I, I didn't have uh, I didn't have too many. Uh, I had the same amount of like hiccups that any open world game of this nature would have. But um, you know, when you buy something on an Xbox, you can play it on any Xbox in your house. And uh, yeah, the uh, the older Xbox, uh, the older Xboxes, I, I I can't remember the name of conventions for some reason. Uh, because they don't just go one, two, three, four, five. It, it, it's it's fucking stupid. Um, but the older Xbox, mm-hmm. last gen's Xbox, I have a day one, and it, it's it's horrible. Yeah, like it it is unplayable. So, so I don't know. We'll see. I I really just hope we can stop talking about Cyberpunk. Like like yeah, like stop, like, like stop stop putting news out about this game, please. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. It would be really, really nice. Like I said, and, and and Cyberpunk being shit when it came out was a happy, happy accident for me because I got to play a great game instead. So because I because I because I started playing Ghost of Tsushima instead of Cyberpunk. There you go. And that was amazing. So uh, we go to the post office, starting with Daniel. Using whatever criteria you need to specify, finish this sentence. I can beat anyone at blank at my peak. Uh, video game related? I, I assume so. But, um, he, but he said use whatever criteria you want. So if you want to, if you want to spin it off to non-video game related stuff, you certainly can. I don't know. I'm not really good at anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, video game related. Um, uh, man, I'm not even like I'm not even gonna lie and say like a fighting game. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I I can beat anyone at uh finishing a game in a ridiculous amount of time at my peak. My peak being uh in my late twenties when I had no girlfriend and um and lived by myself. Uh if if we if we specify people that I know personally, uh at my peak I can beat I could beat anyone at FIFA. I'm there pretty sure, but but again, only among people that I know personally. Online, I was still pretty good, but I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't anywhere near as good as like the pro players by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> uh, Rev asks, "What is a game system and/or handheld you've never played?" I mean, that's a long fucking list. Do you know how many obscure game consoles there are out yeah. there? So so let's keep this to like mainstream consoles. Um, I'm trying to think of a mainstream game console that I never played. That's a tough um, one. What was that taco phone thing? Would you consider the end gauge a mainstream console? I mean, probably not. That's the first one that comes to mind. I, you know what? I never did play. I never played on an original Game Boy Advance. I didn't. I didn't get a GBA until the SP came out because, for some reason, like not having a backlit screen seemed irrational to me in two thousand and one. Um, does uh Neo Geo count? I, I never played a Neo Geo Pocket. I know, I mean, man. Like, like that, I that, can't. That's, that's pretty. That's pretty. <laughs> that, that's pretty obscure. I think, especially because it was price prohibitive. Like, like I, I would equate Neo Geo in like the same sphere as like a 3DO or a Atari Jaguar. Yeah, like I've, I've at least played. Like I've, you know, I may not have owned all these consoles. Mm-hmm. But I played on them. Yeah. I so I knew one person that had a Jaguar, and I and I played it. 
but um, I was at a video game club in high school, and they brought their you know they brought their consoles in. So I I I can't think of uh, yeah. I think, I like I said, I think I think I've at least played. played everything at this point. I I haven't played on a Series X, so that's I guess that I guess that counts if you want if you want to go with recency bias. I mean, if you if you I haven't played anything before i was born right mm-hmm. like i didn't play uh i didn't play uh i didn't have a, an atari uh 2800 i didn't have a like a coleco vision or anything like that like i you know from from 1985 when the nintendo nes was released until now i've played every video game console yeah that's not like exclusive to japan right yeah it's that that's i i think i at least have played everything um, the only the only other and, and again, like how mainstream do you consider the original Sega Master System? Like I've never played on that, but like, would you even count it in the, right. in, in the criteria that we're looking at? So, yeah, we've played pretty much pretty much everything that's come out, at least at least gotten hands on it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, what a what a privileged life we, we've led, I suppose. So to be able to do <laughs> to do these things. Um uh, C. Kent asks, is there a book you've read that might make a good board or video game? I would imagine uh, almost any book could be a good board game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, it, it would, uh, the thing with, uh, the thing with video games and it's the same thing with board games. It's mechanics, right? Mm-hmm. Like how do you, how do you translate the story into actions that you do? in the game yeah board board games are actually easier because you can paste uh, on, yeah you can paste on a theme onto almost anything and make it work yeah um, look at fucking monopoly jesus yeah. christ <laughs> no but even even like stuff you wouldn't expect to make for a good board game um like literally just takes a theme that works and just pastes it on and and calls it a day um there's a lot of games that would be interesting like there's a lot of existing games that I would be interested to see what a themed like a skinned version looks like like t- like a game like a Twilight Imperium right but but theme it like with Mass Effect and have like the different races competing for you know supremacy in 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 the, in the Mass Effect universe that kind of thing and 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 since all the races have their different traits um you know, you can like the Krogans are great in ground battles, but not great in space. And they have poor technology. All the Solarians are awesome at technology, but, you know, they can't fight for shit on the ground. And the Asaris have like tons of bio. Like you could you could theme like Twilight Imperium, I think, interestingly around it. Um, mm-hmm. Video games are tougher because it's harder to paste on a theme to a mechanical exercise. Um but I don't know, like, it depends on what type of game you're looking for. I think that having, like, a survival game kind of themed after, like, an Andy Weir book might be interesting. Because I'm reading Project Hail Mary right now, and that's mm-hmm. been pretty cool so far. So My problem is uh, I don't read a lot of variety. Right? <laughs> you science fiction. I got, yeah, <laughs> like, I got a ton of, like, just dumb. I got a, I got a book over there about... Uh, a wealthy benefactor who hires people to get into suits that I imagine are like the Gears of War suits mm-hmm. to fight the Greek pantheon. 
like uh, like okay so gears of war meets god of war right. like that's what this book is those right? uh, and then, those those halo books might make for a good video game franchise one of these days I, you know maybe <laughs> maybe i i don't know but yeah so uh most of the junk i read you could just just turn it into a shooter uh, Cam asks how I feel about City's alleged uh, offer for Tottenham uh, star Harry Kane, who is reportedly declared that he wants away from the club this summer. Okay, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> like, yeah, no. So, 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 so Tottenham's best player, uh, Harry Kane, who led both the Premier League in goals and assists last season, which is crazy. Um, reportedly has said that he wants to explore options away from the club because Tottenham hasn't really been winning anything, and that's what good players do is when as they get older, they're like, I want to win some stuff, so I'm going to probably leave. Uh, reportedly, Manchester City offered uh, over 100 million euros for Harry Kane uh, and possibly players coming back the, from them coming back the other way as well uh, that Tottenham reportedly has denied so far. Uh, Harry Kane is currently 28 years old, um, which doesn't sound old, but in soccer terms, it's getting there. Like, mm-hmm. like he's basically just exited his prime years in competitive soccer. And the next three years, he'll still be probably very productive, um, but you'll start to see it fall off as he gets into his early 30s. Also, Harry Kane... Someone who has had uh, a lot of injury history with like ankle injuries, uh, which for a soccer player, not great. Um, if Tottenham gets an offer from City, like I, I prefer they don't sell him in England. But if they do, then I mean, that's where he wants. He wants to stay in England. So they don't have a ton of choice about that. Um, but if he has to go to England, if if City's going to pay over 100 million euro to get him. I feel like you got to do that. Like, <laughs> like I feel like that's a, that's a like like you can get a lot of really good players back into the squad to help replace what he did for that kind of money. And I feel like that considering that he has to be slated for a decline at some point, that's going to that that's like you got to take that deal. Apparently, like the, the rumor is that Tottenham's chairman is trying to get City to get up towards like 150, which if it's like 150, then fucking forget about it that's that's a stupid amount of money um cam also has a ted lasso coming back next month what are the hopes for asc richmond i've actually not watched ted lasso yet i'm terrible at watching tv shows even though i heard ted lasso was fucking incredible yeah i heard that show is really good yeah maybe i'll uh my wife is always looking for something to watch. I got to check out a trailer and see if it's something that she would watch. That's well, the only way I get to watch TV. Well, and, and here's the thing. Like, I should be, like, all over this fucking show because it's soccer-themed. It's Jason Sudeikis, who I like. And it's and it was the showrunners, Bill Lawrence, who did uh, two of my favorite shows ever in Spin City and Scrubs. So, so like, this should be a no-brainer for me. Um, but yeah, I just haven't, and I have, and I have an Apple TV premium subscription. I just haven't, uh, taken the time yeah, to, to just do like, it. What the, f- what the hell is on Apple TV? Right. right? Uh, you know. <laughs> well, I, I, mean, I did pay for it. Like, come on. Like they, like they gave it to me for free when I bought the damn thing. And then they gave it, they gave me another couple months for free when my wife got an iPhone. So there you go. Uh, Daniel asked, when is GameStop stories part two? Um, we haven't really talked about that yet. We'll have to wait till we can get Terrence wrapped in because Terrence will have a whole bunch of stories. Uh, that yeah. he didn't get to tell because he wasn't on the 
original episode of that. So once once Terrence we, will have a whole new perspective. Yeah, <laughs> let me yeah, tell so you. Once, once we can get that, and and it's, it's funny too because like a lot of my old colleagues who left right around the time they left, they're going back, including my boss. So hmm. it's, it's it's interesting, and I, I'm not sure not sure why because the company is not looking too hot right now. So yeah. Uh, finally, Mad Coco GS with their steady. Uh, no behind-the-scene wrongdoings is Insomniac like the Tom Hanks or Denzel Washington of Game Studios also is ripped apart <laughs> game of the year for 2021. Um, look, I, I mean, we said it a couple weeks ago, I think right now you'd have to consider Insomniac like the best game studio that's out, that's, that's out there just based on like the whole income, the whole multitude of factors. Um, is it game of the year for 2021? Now, if you're talking about new games that have released so far this year, probably so far. Um, it's between that. For me, it's between that or Returnal. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that Ratchet and Clank is a more polished, complete package. Um, though Returnal is very good. Um, I think Ratchet and Clank will get the nod over it for me right now. Uh, I don't know if that's going to last throughout the year, but also do you count Mass Effect Legendary Edition? Because that's probably going to win if we count it. You know what I mean? I mean, for me, um, for me, Mass Effect is it. And look, I this is 100% bias, right? <laughs> like, I, 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 I acknowledge that. Um. But like I put in work in that game, and now I'm starting my Renegade playthrough because uh, I can't like I, can't I finished believe, Ratchet and Clank. And, I can't like, believe I can't believe that you hundred percented that game from from <laughs> from tip to tail, and you're just and, uh, like, well, I got started all over again. So. I gotta play it again, man. I did it in four <laughs> weeks. I might spread it out this time. Uh, I played all three of those games in four weeks, and uh, and and I don't have the the stress of like playing it on a on a fucking hard difficulty. You don't, you know, there's not like a PlayStation plus game that you've claimed that you're like semi interested in that. You just want to kick around since you have nothing on your plate right now. No, cause I, cause I'm, I might check out control cause control. Um, yeah, was you can free. Check it out. yeah, yeah, you could check it out. And then, then look, I played control. Mm-hmm. Control is fine. I like that company and the games that they make, but it always comes to a point where I'm just like, I think I've had enough of this, yeah. <laughs> right? Because it's the same thing over and over again, and that's the nature of video games. It's mm-hmm. the same thing over and over again. But some some companies story, are some companies are better at disguising that loop than others. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like Max Payne, same thing over and over again. Bullet time, you know, pop, pop, pop. Right. So, but the story's got to get you. And Max Payne three, the story didn't get me. Quantum Break or whatever it was mm-hmm. uh, that that had a whole damn TV series attached to it. Um, the mechanics were, were cool, but it didn't keep me same thing with control. The, me- the mechanics are cool, but it didn't, it didn't keep me. So you, you'll have a little bit of fun with control mm. and then you'll put it down. Hmm. Interesting. So I'm looking at, uh, releases that are scheduled to come out and, um, I'm not seeing anything that, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, What's that? Death Loop mm-hmm. might be a contender. Oh, I'm I'm getting Death Loop. Oh, you mean uh, as far as as far as game of the year stuff? Um, maybe. 
Deathloop will be up there. Uh, Metroid Dread, possibly, depending on how quality that game is when it comes out. I, I got to see more gameplay, and I got to say, I'm feeling a little better about the price tag. A little mm. better. Not a lot better. A little better. Um, I mean. <laughs> still $60. That's a lot yeah, of fucking money. Yeah, it's still $60 fucking for, money. For, for a Metroid-style game. Yeah, a lot of fucking money. <laughs> um, but look, there, so like... Other games that, so I mean, we're six months through the year. We can, I guess, start to talk about this. Uh, Grifflands is going to be up there for me for game of the year. I've already put 25 hours into that game. Just came out a couple weeks ago. It's really good. Um, I hope this Rogue uh, was Rogue Book. I hope that's good as well. Again, just get, just give me a fucking deck builder, man. That's that's all you got to do. Suck me in. Yeah. Um. Uh, like I said, the Ascent. I'm tentatively excited for uh, the new Drinkbox game. I think comes out this year. Uh, that's so that might be up there. Um, yeah, like I said, there's there's a there's a few more things, but I think I think this this year is going to be a very uh, indie centric year, uh, just in terms of the best stuff that's coming out. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of really good indie stuff coming out, even if there's not a whole lot of huge AAA stuff coming out. Because we have to wait for next year for all those. Oh, Horizon! If Horizon makes it out this year, that's also going to probably be a very strong contender, and I can't see any reason that that wouldn't move past ratcheting like honestly like if it's if it's anywhere near the level of the last game if not far exceeding it and it's gonna probably be far exceeding it then that'll probably be that'll probably be a strong uh strong choice there yeah so, so ratcheting clank really good game I don't, I don't know it but game of the year would will be dependent on what else is coming up yes. i mean it's 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 the clubhouse leader, as they say, right now in golf. So <laughs> there you go. So uh, that is it for us this episode. Uh, again, join our Discord if you have not yet. densepixels.com slash fans. You can submit post post office questions to us throughout the week, and we will an- uh, answer them on the show for you, much like we did uh, today. Uh, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Also, subscribe on YouTube if you go to youtube.com slash densepixels, or just search for the Dense Pixels channel in your YouTube app. Uh, you can check us out there, and then follow us all on Twitch as well. I'm Dense Pixels Brad, Terrence is Apparition 410, and Carrie is Suppets Carrie. Uh, thank you very much for watching and listening. Until next week, we'll see you later. See ya. <laughs>